Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. As we know, the Biden administration has decided to rethink how it approves natural gas export permits with climate change in mind. The controversial reassessment, first reported by Politico, bought the president some goodwill with the environmental community. But across the pond, the move could create headaches for Europe, which has become increasingly reliant on U.S. LNG during Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So today, we chat with Politico's Ben Lefebvre about how Biden's natural gas review is spooking Europe. It's Tuesday, January 23rd. We got a copy of a letter that Eurogas, which is the trade association kind of representing you know, natural gas companies in Europe, was sending around basically warning that if the U.S. has any big slowdown or any big choking off of LNG export permit approvals in the coming years, that could really destabilize the economy in, in Europe and possibly lead to social unrest is something they flagged. The idea being that, look, we're already moving away from Russia. We're trying to move away as fast as we can from Russian-supplied gas, and we need to have a alternative source of cheap natural gas if we want to make sure people can still heat their homes. So let's not start throttling back on U.S. LNG exports. Got it. And we know that the U.S. and EU at last year's UN Climate Conference agreed to begin transitioning away from fossil fuels But the EU is still the world's largest buyer of LNG. So can you unpack the tensions there? Yeah, the EU desperately wants to get out of the whole natural gas market if they can. They don't produce a lot of it. So they kind of depend on others to supply it to them, either the US or Russia or Qatar. So they're trying to move as fast as they can to alternatives such as hydrogen or other forms of renewable energy. And as you mentioned, in November, they basically said, we just, with other countries, we just want to move away from fossil fuels as quick as possible. But that doesn't really help their short-term needs. They still need quite a bit of gas. So there's also this tension of, do we want to just, you know, while we reduce our dependency in Russia, do we just want to replace it with having dependency in the US? So you kind of see it coming from both a national security and an environmental angles. We saw that a German Green Party official sent a letter out saying, we need to become less dependent on natural gas overall. And then we saw a French government official follow that up with basically like, we don't want to be so dependent on the US for our energy security that we just trade one dependency for another. And so what are officials saying about whether Europe will have you know problems if the US does make significant changes to its LNG export policy in a more restrictive way? And where could they get energy alternatively if not US LNG? There's a feeling that if the U.S. looks like it's unsteady and guaranteeing that there will be more LNG export projects, that European companies could just basically have to go to Qatar, which is coming out with its own kind of wave of new export projects starting in the latter half of this decade. If the U.S. doesn't supply it, Europe basically has to figure, are we going to go to Qatar? Are we going to switch back to Russia, which, you know, would be kind of politically, you know, a little bit of a bad look? Or are we going to be able to 
turbocharge our development of renewable energy to replace gas. All three of those things are not particularly palatable. So that's why they're kind of freaking out about, you know, if the U.S. decides to throttle back on new LNG projects. Right. And then on the U.S. side, have you learned anything more about the Biden administration's ongoing review of its LNG policy since you first reported about it? That is still dividing the administration. I mean, we noticed in our first article a couple of weeks ago that it was basically coming down between a fight between the climate hawks and the national security hawks. So the State Department is, you know, for a while viewed U.S. LNG as kind of like a diplomatic tool. I mean, they point to, you know, how the U.S. was able to kind of step up its gas exports to Europe after Russia invaded Ukraine as a way to kind of keep European countries united. There was a fear that if a bunch of homes went cold during the winter without gas, which happened a little bit, but it would have been worse without U.S. LNG, if that sort of thing continued, a lot of countries would have been much more willing to kind of let Russia have its way and just switch the gas back on. But at the same time, on the other side, we have climate hawks in the administration saying, look, you know, we've never denied a permit to a U.S. LNG project. We need to at least have some sort of new criteria to account for climate change, given to you know what we agreed to at COP28. And maybe it is time to kind of tap the brakes a little bit just to kind of get our bearings. Also, on Monday, the Supreme Court said it will review a settlement between Texas, New Mexico, and Colorado, meant to settle a decades-long legal fight over the use of the Rio Grande River. The dispute centers on allegations by Texas that New Mexico water users have shorted the state of its fair share of the river. But the Biden administration urged the court to reject the settlement, saying the deal failed to address complaints it made about groundwater pumping in New Mexico and that the executive branch did not agree to the deal. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is taking action to keep methane in the pipe. Their 2028 upstream methane intensity target is set to be 53% below the 2016 baseline. And they're committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash methane.